leaving, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. So many ills in the world, we need a safe space. Safe. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. Safe. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. Safe. Feeling all type of emotions held hostage. I can't get them out. Nah. Nowadays, things get personal. Why we can't just work them out? From mental health to a bottle. Damn. From a bottle to a model. Damn, the addiction is real. Since we've been on full throttle. Men, I know we need to talk. I know we tired of the silence. Women, I know you need love. But gotta start compromising. Meet each other in the middle. But no middle man like Malcolm. Need to improve, air our issues. But we need a safe space. So many ills in the world. We need a safe space. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. Yo, and welcome to episode 10 of the Safe Space Podcast. I'm Justin Tyler Farrell. I'm here with uh, some more guests, some uh, people that I, I'm very fond of. Um, these are people that I actually, one of the first couple of people I met at my new gym that I'm at. And I guess it's not new now. I've been here for a year now. But um, they are very near and dear to my heart. I love these people with everything in me. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, this is um, two hardworking people. Um, they definitely inspire me to be who I be every day I come to the gym. Kate and Zach, what's going on, y'all? We're doing good. Yeah, going well. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Be absolutely. able to join you on your wonderful uh, podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to have y'all. Finally, I've been trying to get... I don't know, everybody to yeah. do it now. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to get y'all in first. Lisa mm-hmm. and Jim. Woo-hoo. I got a couple more people to, yeah. I want to get in. I know I'm excited to hear what we have to say, but then also what other people are going to be on here and talking about. I'll make sure everyone talks bad about y'all. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be the tea zone. Who Who's going to spill the tea yeah, about right? everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of background noise. Just the heads up. We got a tournament going on, a karate tournament. So if you hear like clapping and. Uh, moms yelling and screaming for their childs to do better. That's probably that. So it's not us. Don't worry. It's not us. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> We're not randomly clapping and screaming. Um, I want to start by, um, of course, making the space that I have safe for you guys. So I want to give you guys the floor to introduce yourself. So, Kate, who are you? <laughs> I'm Caitlin. Um, I met Justin 
How long have you been here? Uh, August, I think I came here. Okay, so it's been about a year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. It doesn't even feel like it's been a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I met Justin about a year ago. I had been at Novi, the gym that we're both at, uh, since 2016. So that's about when I started doing CrossFit. I happened to be 16 years old at the time, so I've been doing CrossFit ever since then. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life. Mm-hmm. I was a gymnast for a long time. I did that for about seven years. And then when I got into high school, I started doing track and field for a long time. I did field events, pole vaulting and long jumping. And then Zach's actually the one that got me into CrossFit because at the time I thought CrossFit would make me look a way that I didn't want to look. Like bulky? Yeah, like, like bulky. I was that girl going, <laughs> oh my God, if I lift weights, I'm going to look mm-hmm. bulky. Um, and my mentality, like as clearly was like totally different than it is now. Um, I viewed fitness as something to like look a certain way, but I also did have that competitive desire to be a really good athlete. So Mm -hmm. I was like battling this, like, oh, I have to look like what this female standard is based on the media, but then also I want to be a great athlete. So those don't, they can go hand in hand if you make it healthy. But for me now, I solely train just for the output of like how, what can my body do? Right. Not for the aesthetic of what my body looks like. It's a great side part to the amount of training I do to look a certain way that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but it's not like the primary focus. So I feel like at, over the five to six years that I've done CrossFit now, uh, it's really evolved into that. So I'm thankful that Zach got me into that when he did, because I think I really needed it. Um, if I didn't get into CrossFit, I don't know if my mentality honestly now would be any different. Um, I would like to say it would be because yeah. I would hope it would be, mm-hmm. but I feel like CrossFit is the main reason I was able to change that. Um, Zach was like, come on, like, just try it. Like he went in one weekend and I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And he dragged me in here and I've been here ever since then. I didn't, I have not skipped like a, more than a week or two. Honestly, since, that's kind of how it worked for me because I started CrossFit in North Dakota, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. Um, when was that? How long ago did you start CrossFit? So my remember. first, I went to what they had at the gym, uh, Bring a Friend Week. Oh, okay. Um, 2018, like okay. the beginning of 2018. Yeah. So it was still kind of winter yeah. time. And I was like, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't I, think, rem- I don't think any of us did. <laughs> I remember it to the workout to yeah. this day because it murdered me. Um, I don't know why I decided to come back, but it, it was very simple. <laughs> it was it was just uh, you had to get 100 calories on a bike, on the assault bike. And every minute on the minute, you had six burpees. That's all it was. Yeah. That's all it was. But I was also 220 pounds at the time. (laughs) And I was a little, way out of shape. Really? Uh, I was very out of shape. So... Definitely I didn't look even, like it now. I was going to say, I can't I, even I picture not, yeah, you. I, I, I kind of let myself go a little bit. That's right. I mean, it's we all fine. have that. Yeah. It happens. Yep. That's um, life. But yeah, I did that and I was like, I got time capped at like 18 minutes with like 92 calories. And I was like, that was terrible. Well, I don't think I'm coming back. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, I was like, I feel great because I got a high. Like as right. soon as I got done, I was like, damn, I think I may come back. And then I went to another workout. Right another bring a friend week and then I was like you know I'm signed up this yeah. is happening have you ever experienced where now like I mean I know I experienced this where you are like so used to your routine of working out and then if you do start to take time off where as you go through those days let's say it's day one day two you're like oh that feels good like I'm recovering mm-hmm. but then like you hit like three four or five and then you're like actually maybe feeling worse because uh-huh. you're like I almost feel like sick because I'm not 
the exercising. Body. Like yeah, I'm not getting my like lungs open. Like, and I, it's such a weird concept because I know that feeling of like when you come back and like your lungs hurt and they're not, like that bleeding feeling yeah. that you can feel, but not not that type of feeling. Just like the feeling of like, oh, like I feel like I just need to move. Like I get like that a lot. Like if I take more than like four, five, six days off, like, especially on vacations, is, too. The it's thing hard. with me, too, though, I have a hard time just taking one day off. Yeah. If I take a full rest day where I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to genuinely just lay down yeah. and do nothing. No, for sure. I feel terrible. I don't That's like my it. my favorite day now. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I want it to be my favorite day. I go in with good intention. I'm yeah. like, this yeah, don't happen. No, I, really I get like it, for this, sure. I, I have two days a week right now that I actually take pretty much like off I obviously we have dogs like I'll still go walk the dog I'll, I'll move yeah. but uh, I'm not like sedentary on the couch all day but there are sometimes like by Sunday where I like that's all I want to do mm-hmm. I like don't want to do anything um, I feel like over the years I've learned to be more gracious with myself on taking rest days because mm-hmm. I was also that person that like never wanted to take time off but I really felt the effects of how that like built up over time right. and I would start to get like those nagging like tendonitis things like mm. especially like my shoulders um, everybody's different like some people can tolerate that actually really well as long as it's in moderation each day but I think with the overall volume of at least what I do now mm-hmm. I know I have to take those rest yeah. days or I would not be able to do what I do now like at all <laughs> not even close <laughs> I have to force myself okay you're resting today <laughs> Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. So, Zach, who are you? Yeah, my name is Zach Pepin. Um, I, you probably recognize my voice, maybe. I talked to Justin, not directly, but I gave him like a quick uh, like recording of talking about the loss of my father back in 2008, so you might recognize me from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great to be back on here, um, actually in person and seeing you in the face. Obviously, yeah. I see you pretty often, but... Um, I started CrossFit, same as Kate. So, again, I'm Caitlin's boyfriend, um, and she's my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just so y'all just knew. Just it, yeah, it, it works both uh, ways now. Yeah, it works both ways. You started CrossFit uh, a, week, a week before me. Yeah, we're, cross- ide- we're identical. Yeah, so basically, yeah. So I started we I started CrossFit again as well in 2016, October. Pretty much, I think, the first week of, like, October. Yeah. And I was competitive in cross-country in high school. So it and kind track. of, and track, and then I got involved in that actually through my chiropractor because I was having back issues, which is a fun, it was a funny story to tell people. Yeah. And my chiropractor recommended CrossFit. Um, which is kind of crazy because you think a yeah. lot of people yeah. avoid CrossFit because mm-hmm. they're scared to get hurt. Or typically uh, chiropractors are like, don't do CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because you get those people who are always messing themselves up, obviously, if they're not careful or they're just, unfortunately, don't have a great coach or whatnot, kind of that was, uh obviously circumstances, but I started 2016, I've been here since, uh, been on and off with being competitive, not competitive, not as serious as Kate, um, as in CrossFit. I had goals originally to want to compete like seriously, but then I just, not saying I realized like I wasn't as good, but I just realized I wanted to focus, make sure that I was guaranteed to get a good education. And yeah. I knew I had the money and the opportunity. My dad went through a lot of schooling and he set me, him and my mom, with obviously my mom's still around. She set me up really well to go through a good education. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I did get a bachelor's in health science and now I'm not using it. <laughs> so now I'm going back to school. That's very American a, of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a second degree. Uh, in computer science, so that's where my focus is now. So I get to take a big, heavy load this uh, fall, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very excited about with right. air, air quotes since you guys can't see me. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to speak for you either, but mentally, I feel like I also recognize that 
it wasn't that you didn't necessarily have the desire to compete. I just think that you were at a different place in what you wanted your priorities to be. Yeah, I and think I, I was, knew if I was going to try to be better than Kate, she would kill me. So <laughs> our relationship might have no. just, just kidding. Yeah, different dynamic yeah. between the two no. of you at that I just, point. I yeah. knew, like, for me that competing right now was something I wanted to focus on. So I think it was just a decision of where, where your priorities at and your priorities were education yeah. and school. Not, I was going to school, but part-time to be able to train the way that I wanted. So I think you quickly just realized, you know what? I want to focus on school right now. It doesn't mean you can't compete later. And yeah. you're time. both in school in the fall, yeah. right? Yeah. Where, yeah. where are you attending? We're yeah, both at OCC, Community College Oakland right now. Oakland Community College, just because all these for me, I mean, for her. I'm well. finishing up just like basic credits because I decided when I was at University of Detroit Mercy mm -hmm. for a while and I, that was pre-COVID um, and I quickly realized when I was taking more than like full-time credits that doing that and trying to train full-time was like not not it not it this so I it. had to basically I had to choose like all right Kate all right, what do you want to focus on right now um, and I think that the societal pressure of like you have to do like full load school get it done on time right when you're 22 like that's your four years like and then find your job mm -hmm. is huge and I think that I quickly realized like a that pressure is there but that doesn't mean that that's what's best for you right, but yeah. b that is actually very common there are a lot of people that might do two years, take a bunch of time off, and then go back to school years later for something completely different, get their degree, and be super successful. Like, I don't think that doing it right away and getting those four years done equals success. I think it's just finding your path whenever it comes to you, but also forging it by trying new things. Um, prioritizing at least having a plan and mm -hmm. trying to work towards something, to me, is successful, or building success for yourself. So I've always just at least tried to have a plan. Like, all right, if I'm not... 100% going to be doing school full-time. Let's at least go part-time and work towards something while I'm still trying to compete at the level that I want to compete at. So I did a lot of my credits, like the big ones at Detroit Mercy. And then now I just take like the basic credits at OCC, much cheaper, can do them online at my convenience, which mm -hmm. is super convenient for me with training. Um, so I'll have an associate by this fall, um, but I will not have a bachelor's unless I further that forward, which... Right now, that's not my priority, but I would like to, in the future, go back and get a bachelor's in something specific and then work towards that. Yeah. And then, say, what about you? Yeah, I'd say same thing. Just it was really about costs and finances because obviously I had a bachelor's in health science, which I was able to get most of that paid for just due to family help and financial aid. But now, obviously, it's a little bit harder as a second degree to get some extra finances. So just going back to OCC, getting my general credits because I think to me, I always thought, as Kate said, I've always thought, and a lot of, I feel like people and counselors and whatnot pushes you to go to a four-year college, but mm -hmm. not really realizing, especially at a young age, that I could do pretty much all, yeah. half those classes at a community college and pay way less money and then go to a four-year to finish mm -hmm. out. Because really, at the end of the day, in my opinion, most workplaces don't really care where you go unless you're working right. at Google or something right. like that, where, I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome to work at Google, but right. I don't really have, like, high standards of right. working at Google where it really matters if I went to MIT or yeah. Harvard. But at the end of the day, to me, as long as I have a bachelor's in computer science or whatever it is, yeah. to me, it wasn't really that important, especially going through a second time through. So right. that's well, where I'm at like, right now. I mean, you think, all right. And I used to be that kid that was like, nope, I know what I'm going to do. I 100% wanted to go. It, I, I thought, thought I wanted <laughs> to go into the medical field. I wanted to be a physician's assistant. That was it. Like, and that was what my counselors were pushing me towards. Not that they were forcing me to, because it was my decision. But 
Like I had no other thoughts in my brain of like either backups or other things I was and interested in because that, that right because yeah. that was the only thing that I thought that like that's what I'm doing. I wish I would have thought about the fact that you know what you may try that and not like it. Like there are so many kids that go to college, get these degrees, and they realize this is not what I want to do, or and it's because it. they don't necessarily look at all those alternate options of. Hey, like maybe you're actually going to really like this. You try a class and it's in a completely different subject, and you're like, "Wow, like this is super interesting to me." And we all kind of grew up, even though y'all are a little younger than I am. Right. We all kind of grew up kind of one track minded. Like, if we saw our parents do a certain thing, or we saw our peers do a certain right. thing, we okay. hear society saying, "Hey, you yeah. need to get a degree. You need to get this." We're kind of just like, "Yeah, I do need to go to school. I do need to go and get that yeah. degree." I mean, I, it's just, you don't have yeah, to right. do that. Everyone no, has their right. own path. Everyone has mm-hmm. their own choices. Right. And their own like and version of success, right? Yeah. Like, I think if you want to get a degree and you value that as successful, like great for you, but I know there's a lot of people, my brothers included, who've gone into more so trades and are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of value in somebody going into a trade and finding that that's something that really works well for them or just not doing school at all. There's plenty of successful people yeah. that don't end up going to school that find different avenues. Not every, right, not everyone needs to have a degree to be successful. I think yeah. as long as you feel like you're financially supporting yourself, your life feels fulfilling mm-hmm. in whatever that may be that you are doing, that's success to just me. I mean, passion yeah. that you've I'd rather make 40K a year and be extremely happy mm-hmm. than make 115 killing myself every day and... So you'd rather heavy. make 40k a year than just be a bum and yeah. not make anything right. like, and just kind of yeah. yeah. relying on other people. Right. Yep. As long as like, you, you can rely on yourself, I think that's kind of right. my level of success. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to ask everyone right. for help yep. all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, like, like your own sense of independence. Yeah. Like, I, I've got this for me. Uh, I agree with that. Like finding your own way to have like an impact in life because I think a lot of people, they live their lives to reach like a certain level of like you change the world in some way or your surrounding people or whatnot. So I think to most people, they end up just focused on one thing and they think they get into it and then they realize how much they hate it or they don't really feel like they're being impactful. So I think to me, it's more about finding what way that I can feel like I can help out in the world and have some type of like, not recognition, like don't need to always have recognition, but like feel like my life was worth something more yeah. than just mm-hmm. working a desk job yeah mm-hmm. 95 mm-hmm. being a in cog a building. in a wheel kind yeah. of thing so and i think i mean a lot of people i feel like that nowadays is kind of where they think. which like those are essential like we, we need those people too right like that's okay <laughs> but i know what you're saying too because i think you and i have talked about that where it, we've talked about how I, I would rather make 40k feel like i'm helping other people changing people's lives i'm not only just focusing on myself um and be super fulfilled that way than to, now I'm not going to say like more money isn't, it's, it's great. It'd be great to make yeah, more money, great, but, <laughs> yeah. but I would rather make less and be more happy day to day with what I'm doing for myself and for other people than to oh, yeah, make more money and, and not get to be involved with anything right. like that. Make enough to not have to worry about money in a sense. Like I don't need a lot of money, but I don't want to have to worry about day to day. Like I'm living on right. paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to live a good life I don't care because at the end of the day I mean you probably ask most people yeah there's those people that are more anti not anti-social but like yeah money's always makes them happy but most people I bet you if you ask them if they had a million dollars or billions of dollars let's say like right, that Musk, doesn't always they're probably happiness. not really happiest in the end of the day because they have everything there's never a drive for 
uh, like earning what you have in a sense. Like if, you, if you're given everything. That satisfaction so. of, like I've heard that before actually. Those stories where you hear people are just still not happy when they do finally reach that top level of whatever success is to them, whether it's like a million dollars or um, whatnot, where then you are able to just get everything because you, you have the money to obtain it easily. Um where they're not satisfied anymore because it's they're not getting that satisfaction of like how we work out and you're like working towards those right. goals. It's there's no longer like that work because you're there already. And so, people people always need something to work towards too because mm-hmm. once once you kind of reach that goal and you realize there's nothing else, you're kind of like, right. yeah. what What's what next? else is there to do? That's yeah. why a lot of people end up like passing away after mm-hmm. retirement mm-hmm. they need something else to do and need something else to yeah. work towards well, and it's kind of like i'm bored now so. it's cool to see the ones who retire and then they find a passion with what it would say a lot of times with i've volunteered at like pet shelters and different things where mm-hmm. they hop out there where they're like basically they would have done that as their day-to-day job but yeah. they couldn't because they couldn't financially afford right. doing that right i mean but it heck, makes them, your grandma works at the library like yeah. and she enjoys that like that's something that she loves doing she likes going there and yeah. How old is she? She's 86 she's old, or 87. Yeah, she's getting close to 90. Okay, she's Grandma. Right. Like, she's crushing it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's, yeah. I want to work, put my years in for a certain amount of time, yep. but at the end of the day, I don't think what I end up doing is probably what I'm going to end up doing for until I die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be something to make some good money, make some good investments, and then find something that I'm definitely more passionate yeah. about. Yeah. Zach and I want to... We want to open up like a dog shelter. Yeah, we're gonna do like a dog farm. We're gonna get like a barn. Not a breeding farm. Yeah. No. no like we're basically like an animal shelter, <laughs> but like through a, like our own house kind of. Rescue okay. all the dogs that yeah. are not being adopted or or just have could a bunch be of could dogs. be put just down. Take care of yeah, them. take care yeah. of them. And then if somebody wants them, you basically, just sell yeah. them off. Oh, would yeah. you sell them or would you give them? No, I do like fostering, so you can yeah. adopt it. We'll probably okay. like yeah. it'd be cool to start not like for the profit, but the profit maybe could go towards like the shelter or yeah for yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's that's an end-all goal. It doesn't mean that will yeah. ever happen. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it'd be I cool would to have, like, them. a rich froning farm <laughs> if you guys are... Oh, large like, farm. People, like, rich froning with having a barn just so Fenced for... Fenced in. Big dogs barn for CrossFit, around. and then a big barn, like, to have a big home gym, and then a big yeah. barn for dogs. And then... So, yeah. if, you're, if you're dog lovers, y'all need to contact Zach and Kate. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. they love dogs. They love, they love yeah, their pets. So. All animals. We're <laughs> I mean, animal We got lovers. two already at 23 and 22. Yeah, and we've got two you dogs. Can thank, Kate can thank me for pushing her to get a second dog. What's up, listeners and future listeners of the Safe Space Podcast? This is Justin. No, this is not an ad. Um, this is actually me filling in a hole in the potential story that one of my guests on this episode, Zach, he um he has a story that he's telling about himself. And I don't know what happened, but I had some sort of technical difficulty that actually cut off part of his story. And I wouldn't do him any justice and letting y'all know who he is and how he was brought up if I didn't fill in that hole for him. Uh, before I get into that, I want to apologize to him. Uh, it wasn't my fault that this happened. Everything seemed pretty smooth, but during the editing process, I noticed that a chunk of his story, at least from the question I asked, wasn't put in somehow, and I'm not entirely sure how that happened. But out of respect for him, out of respect for the integrity of this show, and just because he that's my dog, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let y'all know what was said so that when you continue your listen 
after this part, you'll understand what he's actually saying because it, it'll it'll throw you off. I'm, I promise. So after we um, joked around about Caitlin uh, growing up and having the the space and the resources to have not only dogs and other pets, but chickens. Uh, and you heard their dog Hazel barking in the background. Um, we calmed the dog down. And then when we came back, uh, she finished, she finished talking about um, other little things, uh, little animals, little ways that um, made her childhood a little more fun. And then I proceeded to talk about, I actually asked Zach, how did he, managed to um, live his life without having his dad uh, at the age of eight and um, how he handled it in a sense. And he basically started with how the family kind of didn't, well, him and his brother's brother didn't really know how to, how to handle it. Um, They were kind of, um, I guess lack of a better term, just kind of numb to it. I mean, they were very emotional. Mom, very emotional. Um, Things just didn't feel as, you know, as whole as it should have, understandably. So Um, his dad uh, left him with a lot of uh, things to potentially have a successful life, you know, um, money, a home, uh, set them up in a good position so that they wouldn't really, his death didn't go in vain, essentially. Um, he also explained a little bit of his upbringing. His, uh, he had two, I think he said he had two siblings, um, one younger brother, and then he had a, a, a older brother that had some years on him from a previous marriage. Um, I want to say he may have an, another sibling too. I could be wrong. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, if you, you uh, catch up to me. But yeah, I think the older brother was like 10 years older, so they didn't have much of a relationship. And he was a little closer to the younger brother. And the dynamic between those two, it was a little, little awkward in a sense, mainly because the... Um, the younger brother typically was, I wouldn't say rebellious in a sense, but the, maybe the effect of not having the dad in the picture, uh, kind of caused him to the younger brother to not really want to be fully engaged in certain things, like not being very good in, in school. Um, and Zach was the complete opposite. He was getting all the the A's and, you know, doing everything he needed to do and um, still doing sports. He said he was in track and field and cross country. So he was still able to do all these different things while the younger brother was kind of struggling. And it caused a little bit of different kind of parenting when it came to his mom. And in a sense, it kind of it kind of may have felt like favoritism, even though maybe that's not how like Zach was maybe looking at it, but in hindsight, it kind of came off in that way. Um, and I can get that. I can get that a hundred percent. Um, 
his and he proceeded to talk about his mom some and how great of a person she is, how welcoming she is. Um, and essentially everything with that was, um, I don't know, it was kind of all over the place, but it was also a, a bit of structure. Uh, but it was just kind of like a, everyone wasn't super duper close. And he said that they're still working with it even now, as far as like still opening up to one another and finding that closeness between everyone. And uh, from what I was observing, it may have come from just uh, the loss. The wound is still really like hurting the family, even to this day, even though it happened a while ago, uh, the dad passing. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much the essential, like the bottom line of what he got into. Um, so when he starts to talk about the relationship between him and his younger brother and how, um, his mom was with them too, you're not so confused when you get to that point. (laughs) So Again, I want to apologize to Zach uh, and also to you, the listener. I want to apologize to you that I have to fill in this this hole. Shouldn't have to do that. Uh, I'll be better on my end about things, but I hope y'all enjoyed the rest of the episode. This is an amazing episode, so make sure y'all paying attention, very close attention. All right, here y'all go. And always compared him to me. And I think that's where I think he probably struggled with because the fact that like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Like, why aren't you like Zach in a sense? I don't think she ever directly said that, but like he would get C's, D's, sometimes fail classes and I'd be getting A's, A pluses, maybe B's and I would always, so I could see that. So it's almost a way you were almost trying to make it easier for your mom too though, to not have to worry about you. But I could now see that as that kind of creating a line or draw mm-hmm. like a barrier between us because right. the yeah, fact that like, like a, because like in like a sense resent, like stuff like, I mean, it's, in a yeah sense. it's like I mean it's see in movies and shows where you have that the brothers where the brothers like stuck in the shadows of their their older brother and they they start to hate their older brother or start to have issues with whatever because they're like feel like they're always cast in a shadow and I feel like I probably did it to my brother not directly doing it and not realizing mm-hmm. but I was young and Right. I mean, I'm still he, young, but he I has think, some other stuff going on, though. I yeah. think. You, I mean, we haven't talked also about also in so like I, movies too, though. You never really hear the perspective of the the older sibling that yeah. is setting the tone. Yeah. You always hear the perspective of the kid that's not that's being misunderstood yeah. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you it's don't good know. I mean, some side. older brothers have it. I, they're like, yeah, I'm in the spotlight. I don't care. Yeah. And the other ones, obviously, they're going to say, no, I never directly. I don't do think that. that's and at that's all your guys' situation. I don't try to. No, and I, I've seen myself as I got older trying to be better because i mean even as i in high school i would sometimes i just wouldn't act and behave a good way as an older brother right and i think that was just me acting out lashing out because i was a high schooler so i had raging emotions and high yeah. hormones but as well as it's almost just, like it was still a coping mechanism just a coping, though, for both of you just mm-hmm. dealing with it all so my obviously my brother didn't take it well so and my mom yeah so mm-hmm. my mom would side on that aspect there then being like stop being so mean to your brother or doing this or yeah. that like try to support him kind of thing and I think that's one thing going I'll, forward, going though, forward, yeah. continue to work on more. Yeah. Um, and I think too, I think it'll be different too, not being in the same household, having that where we're, when we get to do see each other, it's kind of like, it's kind of like having that opportunity to separate and then be able to come together and really enjoy the time we have together. Yeah. Cause we're like a distance, make the heart yeah. grow fonder. Yeah. 
in a sense, just like how you're not around your parents more. When you're a kid, you're like, sometimes you, you're like, I hate you or you're annoyed with you, blah, 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 as yeah. a normal kid. But then when you move out and then you have those long separation, you get back, it's like the best thing in the world. You, you understand, wish you, could, yeah. you wish you could go back to those days, even though at those days you were like, I don't want to be around you. Right. But then yeah. as an older, you probably can definitely rec- mm. say this because now, obviously, looking back, because you've been probably on your own for a lot longer than – or have been I mean compared to me I have not been on my own yet Mm because I didn't go out through high or college to go out and live on my own so to me I think that's one thing I want to work on is just being a better brother and I think to me now that I'm dealing with more things like that with everything going on that it's just more finding not realizing that I'm the only one dealing with everything going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. not being so self-centered in that way perspective and not realizing like or not thinking like in a sense, not not saying I wasn't thinking this, but just basically behaving in a way that I'm the only one dealing with everything that was going on. Right. Not like my, my mom was dealing with that, and mm-hmm. my brother was dealing with it, mm-hmm. and my older being and, more gracious. Yeah, yeah, my older sister dealing with all that. So yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, that was a long. No, I'll no. Get it all out. We want that's it. That's why we're here. That's why. Yeah. That's why you're here. We want people to relate to you, feel you, yeah, right. see what you're about. Let it go. This is why you're here. It took me a long time to be able to talk to him about this stuff. Like, well, look and, at me. Yeah, you know, I'm, right. I'm just yeah. setting the right. table. He's, he's letting me. it all out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but so, funny. so, me and Kate, we've talked about some of your struggles when you grew yeah, up. Yeah, I, I have um, briefly talked about some of that. I would love for you stuff. to express. You don't have to go too deep into it, but just yeah. the struggle. You can say what the struggle was and then kind of dig into yeah. how it molded you to who you yeah. are today. Yeah. So Zach and I grew up both with trauma, but in different areas of life. Correct. Um, he obviously lost a parent very young. I have not experienced that. I've had loss of aunts, uncles, grandparents, but not of a primary caretaker like a father or a mother. And I'm thankful for that. Um, but I did deal with some trauma in a different area. So, uh, my, I had a good childhood. I had two loving parents. I had a safe house. I, there was nothing like that, that I dealt with and I'm very thankful for it. My parents worked hard. Um, I, there was always food on the table. I wasn't ever worried about that. We did struggle. We had times where my, we were, were living paycheck to paycheck. We right. had to wait till Friday when my mom got paid to go get the groceries, mm-hmm. but there wasn't ever like no food. Like we are not eating tonight. So I'm very grateful for that, but we did struggle. Um, but I noticed probably, and, and it could have been going on longer than that, but I wasn't old enough to recollect it. Um, so I have an older brother. He's 10 years older than me. I have a twin brother and I have a younger brother who is like a year and nine months younger than me. So I'm kind of sandwiched in between boys. <laughs> um, my older brother, I think really struggled because of my mom having three young kids. So he would have been around 10 when my mom had two twins and Almost a younger, a yeah, right. So I think that, I, I, this is my um, my perception of it because I have never formally talked to him about it. Like I, I my older brother and I do not have the closest relationship. We never have, and I don't and know it's that because of age. You think age as well as just everything that we've gone through. Okay. Um, okay. So both. Um, I don't want it to be that way. I would love for it to change, but I don't know that it will. I, I can kind of explain that in a little bit, but. Uh, I noticed at a young age that my older brother, there was something going on. And I quickly realized as I started to get like between five and 10 years old mm-hmm. that he was struggling. And 
usually, you know, parents are like, oh, like the younger kids don't know like what's really going on and they don't necessarily worry about that. You know, they say that with like when parents are getting divorced and uh, other traumatic th- issues going on with life where there people will say, you know, oh, they don't know, like it's fine. Trust me, like the kids know. They, mm-hmm. they feed off of that energy. So I knew that my brother, my older brother, was having drug issues at a really young age. So he was hanging out with the wrong people, not doing well in school, fighting back against my parents. And so this, like I said, was between when I was 5 and 10. I don't remember exactly what age it started. Um, was getting into issues with the law. I don't exactly know all of the details, but like I can recollect uh, like one night specifically me being up in my bed, upstairs, getting ready for bed. Like it was bedtime. My younger brother, or no, my older brother, had locked himself in the downstairs bathroom and was doing some sort of drugs. I believe it was heroin at the time. And my parents were like yelling at him, open the door, open the door. They had to call the police. Like, so I remember this. And I I was probably at that point, like between eight and 10. So I was like- You were able to retain that. Yeah, like I knew. I knew what was going on. I could hear the police in my house Mm. on my, my brothers and I, like, we had gotten into this routine. Like we're in situations like that. We would just go up in our rooms, close the door and like, try to act like not that it was normal but like that oh it, yeah it just ignore it happening. right yeah. like it wasn't happening right so that started happening pretty young and then my dad's dad passed away when i was so my grandpa um my dad's actually adopted so it was his adoptive dad but okay. to him that was his dad right. um so when i i was around 6 or 7 and i think that was then what triggered some of the issues my dad has had over the years um so my dad doesn't do drugs um he's never really dabbled in anything like that. I'm thankful for that. But he has had issues with drinking. Um, He drank when I was younger, but not, like, in a way that was necessarily, like, concerning. Mm -hmm. Um, Just typical drinking um, occasionally and, like, on events and uh, holidays and whatnot. But as I got into my teen years, going through middle school and then into high school, it got really bad. He definitely was drinking too much, staying out too late, stopped working. My mom was then like the sole provider of okay. the house that we were in. We were going to lose our house. And your mom was nursing yeah. still Yep. Yep. Okay. So my mom, yeah, my mom worked seven hour or seven to seven. So 12 hour shifts, three to four days a week. Um, so there were days where she was just gone. And then she's got four kids that she's taking care of. Yeah. One of them, my older brother, who's really struggling with addiction and just in general issues that he's going through. And then my younger brothers and my twin dealing with, well, and then into like our teenage years, dealing with not having the father figure that they need to be pushing them. Um, So then they're feeding off of my dad's energy and Mm -hmm. not listening to my mother who, so it was just this extremely like toxic, vicious cycle of my brothers not doing what they needed to in school almost failing their classes and not graduating. And then my older brother doing drugs and like not doing what he's supposed to do and giving my mom all these issues. My mom working full time to try and keep everybody going. Our house, we're pretty much gonna lose the house. And my dad just drinking and not providing for the family. So it was just this crazy toxic environment. And this was like pretty much all throughout my duration of high school. So even before I met Zach, I wasn't telling any of my friends. I wasn't talking to any sort of therapist. and. 
it was affecting me only in the fact that I just did not want to deal with any of it. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be around it. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to do drugs. I had zero desire to do that, especially with seeing the effects that it was having on my older brother and on my mom, on my dad, and even my younger brothers. They started getting into smoking weed, vaping, like all of that stuff, drinking too, like young. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, you have two choices here. You're watching these examples of people my dad and my older brother who are throwing their life away for these things that to them right now matter more than taking care of their family or providing for what they need to. And you're choosing to do the same thing. So to me, I was also very angry and conflicted because I was like, why are you choosing to make that decision versus the decision to ask for help or try a little bit harder in focusing on you? Mm -hmm. So I started isolating myself in a lot of ways. That was one of the reasons why I really liked CrossFit because I would come here before school, go to school all day, come here after school because that way I didn't have to ever be at the house. Um, I just genuinely didn't want to be around it and it was sad. So Zach and I started dating when I was 16. So, or no, 15. You were 15. Yeah, I was 15 15 going on 16. Um, So so this was, I had finished my freshman year of high school and it was the summer going into sophomore year of high school. Um, I had like just met him through track and field because he was running. I did not do cross country, but I ran field events, like I said earlier. So uh, we met that way. He introduced himself. I, I liked hi, him. He I, said hi. <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah. She said hi back with a high pitched voice, and then somehow it led from there. I think I. Uh, uh, I he scared I hate me. To say, I hate <laughs> to say this, but I think I met her. Like I kind of like DM'd her on like. Instagram no, or Twitter, like Twitter or something. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how it That really, was how we actually so met. So <laughs> I feel, I always don't like sharing that because I just, I don't know, I don't like. No, I mean. It's good because I was actually was going the, to ask how y'all met. Yeah, so that, that was the. Like, that was the time. I was time. convinced by like a few friends and some like good, uh, like not girlfriends, but like, friends yeah. that were girls at the time that were like kind of closer to family friends. I was like, should yeah. I do this? And they're like, just go for that it. That also were like in our, our yeah. grade. Right. Like, went to school. So I was like, right. I just sent her a message. Oh, cause I knew of her and I was like, of course that's high school. And was like, she looked pretty to me. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to meet her and then we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I met him when I was going into sophomore year. So he was going into junior year of high school. Cause he's a year older than me. I was going to soft. I was going to sophomore. You're going, Mm-mm. wait, was I? Was yeah, it really that late? Yeah, you uh, were going into junior year. It's yeah, been, it seems like so long now already because it's I know. Yeah, it's what, seven it's years like, already. It's long. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I quickly realized, like I, I was searching for what I really needed in anyone. Like I needed like a sense of safety, a sense of support, a sense mm. of someone that I could rely on. Not that I like needed him to do things for me. Like I was very independent at a young age because. My mom didn't have the time to cook for me. I had to learn how to cook my food and and get shit done for myself, Mm -hmm. like, at a young age. It's not like I just had that provided for me. Um, As soon as I had my own car, which was the the first, like, old junky car that I shared with my twin brother, I was paying for my gas. I don't think to this day I have asked for gas money or any type of money from my parents. And it's something that I do take pride in, but I also think it has almost been a struggle for me in the sense that I'm so independent at times that... It gets under my skin when I have to be dependent on someone for something or someone tries to help me. Do y'all struggle with that? Not necessarily, but like, so for example, his mom is super helpful. And I think that it has been a lot of what she has adapted over time because they did not have their father. So she took that role of like, I'm going to make sure you have everything you need, which is super appreciative and I think it was a fantastic for them to have that availability right. for them when they really needed it. For me, it would get under my skin in the sense that like 
I'm like, no, I just want to do it my way, the way I want it right. done. Like, don't worry about me. So it was not that I didn't appreciate it. I just didn't know how to react to that. It was almost because like you were kind of getting parent, not parented, but like parenting. Right. Help. Like kind of the weird. I didn't want to be parented. parented <laughs> where like you got the extra help from your parent by making you dinner. Right. Helping you out. Right. With some, I just some didn't have right. that. And I think yeah. For me, I think. To me, it was harder because I think I'm glad that we obviously got through because it made our bond stronger. But I think there we had a harder time, especially for myself, because I was dependent in a sense with my mom because I just that's how I grew up. Not right. saying I wanted to be. I'm very appreciative. Because we were very out, different. And not that. to this day with just money and funds and all that. But I think and I'm not saying like thing. my mom didn't help me. No, like no, I mean, she, my mom helped me a lot more than my dad ended up helping me when I especially going through high school. So from 14 to 18 years old. Um, but it was really difficult for her to do enough of what I think she would have wanted to do like when she was so working full time and dealing with three boys that were like rebelling. And then also my dad who was not really supporting her in the way that she needed. He's also so, rebelling. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she was just exhausted mm -hmm. and I think she wishes and she does wish that she could have done more and been more supportive and helped with what we really needed. Yeah. But that was how the cards fell. She she had so much on her plate. I don't blame her. Like so, I adapted that. Okay, you need to be independent and get crap done for yourself. Like you need you need to make sure you need to make sure you have the money to mm -hmm. be able to buy gas and get yourself from place to place. And you need to make sure that you're not asking your parents for money because they are already struggling as it is. So I just adopted this. You know what? It's you. Like. You need to do what you need to do. So do it was hard for me. Y'all ever find yourself clashing, though? So you being independent, there as, were, as independent as you are, yeah. and then you're just being like the normal, like you growing up right. being yeah, dependent on someone. Right. Yeah. The, I would say it's different. Like fall back yeah, at times. It's different now that into our 20s, we did. Like, I remember, I mean, I'm not going to just say it wasn't a jealousy thing. Like, why wouldn't I want well, to have more help and a figure of someone that like would nicely like, Oh, let me make dinner for you. Let me, let me do this for you. But it also got under my skin in the sense that I just wasn't used to it. Mm -hmm. I think what bothered me was I was internally like deep down in my subconscious jealous. Cause I wished I had that and I didn't get it. Okay. Um, so I think that I clashed with it because I just was envious of it felt easier to live that way. And I had to work a lot harder mm -hmm. to be able to live the way that I was living. Um, at a younger age, but granted, I had to learn also that the cards fell the way that they fell. And just because I grew up that way doesn't mean, A, that he didn't grow up with different struggles that I didn't go through, but B, that there's anything wrong with that. If he, I'm, he should be grateful and he is so blessed to have a mom that provided for him the way that she provided for him, especially during such a difficult time why bash him for that? You know, like that's, that's you, wrong on me. It you puts know? you in position to, to have to learn from right. someone. Yep. And it also puts you in position to learn how to empathize with someone. Yeah. Right. Because, 100%. because you are in such position to, to see so many bad things happening around you mm -hmm. and you're trying to it be was the good man. in the midst of the bad. It was difficult. It was, I am surprised. I hate to say that. I am surprised that I, was able to like get through that without turning to like bad sources, just as my brothers yeah. did, because I was surrounded by it. So to go off of that though, so Zach and I started dating when I was 15, he was 16. I moved into his house in high school when I was once first, when I was like a junior for a few, like a few months or so because of everything that was going on. Um, it was, 
crazy, like just the stress of it, everything that was going on with my parents. So now obviously because my parents are not doing well, my dad's not at the house when he needs to be. He's not providing for us. He's not working. He's saying he's working when he's just out drinking and like we know it. So my parents are already like, my mom's, you know, we're going to get a divorce. We're done with this. My dad's like, no, you're not. You're not going to get a divorce. He's in denial that anything's even wrong. Um, I just could not take it anymore. So I, the first time, because this happened more than once, I left. I was like, I am done with this. I'm going to go live at my boyfriend's house. And I'm still like so grateful that Tony, his mom, uh, let me do that, being the person (laughs) that she is and knowing her struggles and things that she had gone through, that she allowed me, a teenager, to go live at my boyfriend's house, right? How'd that work? Yeah. So (laughs) I think, you know, for me, it was, it was, it worked. It was, for me, for just a, us, it was hard. Yeah, we were in high school. We were overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. We were still young enough that we. I didn't want we to have to do space that. From each other, in a sense, even right? We did it. Like, yeah. We, yeah, we liked each other. We loved each other, but that love was different, and that relationship was different. Yeah. The fact that we were young. <laughs> we we clashed a lot with that, and obviously her personality and the way she grew up with. The I fact felt. That it made you grow up even more. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Not because like you already had to grow up because Zach of the situation. Zach and I are 22 and 23, but secretly 40. <laughs> yeah. Like you had to grow up already yeah. because of your dad. And then you yeah. had to grow up again because now you're living with your girlfriend. Yeah. No, well, for sure. I had to grow up more and realize like to put my stuff in perspective, because I, I struggle with it. I mean, even still sometimes I do, but the fact that like I had such, yeah, my, my dad passed away, but I had such an easy life growing up in a sense besides that. Yeah. Like my mom yeah. always provides stuff. We had definitely... We were wealthy enough from, like, obviously, retirement fund from him and all the stuff that there was provided through insurance and all that. Yeah. Which I is another thing that, you know, struggle. I struggled with being not like, en- again, not envious of, but like envious of the, like, imagining what life would be like to live that way, where so you don't have that constant worry or stress that I was like, feeling. You were like my jealous, but in the best way possible. Right, yeah. right. So, I like, had to you learn love, to, right. you, you were. You were happy about it because you were able to be have a boyfriend that yeah. grew up in a better situation right. than you. Right. But you were like, damn, I wish I grew up in right. this type of yeah. situation. I had, to be, I had to learn to be happy for him, but then also recognize that he also went through such a traumatic yeah. experience that like I would not, not wish upon everyone. Right. And that, that just because they live, way. right, just because they live that way now, I, and we talked about, this is literally like last month or something, where I was sitting in the car with him and we were just talking about, different things and I was like I like I had this dawned on me I was like you know what his mom Tony she would trade everything she has right now to just have their dad back like she'd live on the street yeah. <laughs> like I just like was like you know, like she did not sh- like choose this it's just who she fell in love mm-hmm. with who happens to not be here anymore blessfully provided this amazing yeah, life for them it wasn't like he passed away and then you're like, oh, right. It could have been even worse. Right. Right. No, for sure. So I just, I'm, I'm thankful that they got to live the life they did considering what they had to go through and then end up living that way. In a sense, it was almost easier. Like, and if you want to compare it, because I had to deal with it, like it passed, like obviously he was sick for a long time, but it was over in a sense. Like it sounds very crude in the same, but it was over when he passed away. There was no continual, Cycle, like financial like, for, struggles with, or with yeah dealing with the fact that she had to deal with constant toxicity and constant i mean it's still there things. like i'm not gonna say but it's not the yeah, level where it was yeah but you can separate yourself yeah. from it a long now. time for me it was like once it happened i just had to deal with coping with it right 
there wasn't like a constant like wasn't like every year or every few months it happened again and again and again yeah kind of right thing. or there wasn't that lack of trust or reliance on or going home knowing mm-hmm. there's be arguing I maybe mean, am i going to get schoolwork done or am i not i, I can be sad i can do a stuff but I, I knew when i got home things were fine in a yeah. sense like yeah. things were fine like as in like i didn't have to deal with my brother doing drugs or whatever it was or screaming dad doing this or that and those kind of things and those yeah. worries there so i think to me I didn't realize when I started dating her what I was getting into. No. So I think and I, was me, scared. I had a hard time there because I had to basically be this like role model and like try to be a role model to my brother and be this kind of fathery guy figure in my household. Yep. But then basically be this boyfriend being 16, 17, mm-hmm. kind of being like it was a cons- lot. Contri- com- complete control myself and the rock. I had to be like the stationary, like above, like floating above water where I, can I couldn't, say, I couldn't yeah. do any wrong. I had to be perfect in order to be around her because yeah. if I acted, because I think we had struggles where if I acted wrong or I was upset or stressed out, she would kind of act out against me because she was going through so much crap, but it was just my, like, I sometimes I just couldn't deal with it all because right. I was already dealing with my shit and I still wasn't dealing it with it. It was my, like triggering for stuff. me. So it, was, okay. so it was triggering for her when I kind of lashed out at her because when you had a normal yeah. lash out yeah, yeah. because I had, it would end yeah. up you were yeah. like this is not normal to me. Yeah, Stop it. it. <laughs> I was being that flotation device saving her yeah. from the water because I just had so much going on in a sense like I was trying to still deal with my dad. I was mm-hmm. trying to deal with school, figure out what I wanted to do and then having her and I feel bad. keeping that like, relationship <laughs> going, like us keeping that relationship going, keeping that spark like, going. Like I knew you had like pressure on you but then I also was like not trying to say I had it worse but at that moment in time I had so yeah. much going on I that I just, at that point, I like, was like grasping for anything which happened to be yeah. him that could give me some sense of feeling normal, yeah, like not home. dealing with all the crap that I was dealing with to just feel like a normal high school kid. And I could say that that's probably how my twin felt too. Cause at the time yeah. we were going through it together. Um, luckily, so like I moved, had right. So yeah. like you feeling like you needed to be perfect and then you needing him to be perfect. That's How did a, that? that too, I yeah. Mean, that, so here, let me, let me continue <laughs> the, the whole timeline of things. Cause there's more. So I moved in with him. We were there for a few months. It was hard. I think that we were both struggling with the fact that we needed the space, but we also were in a circumstance where like, I like, if I went back home, I was just basically throwing myself into a shit show. Like, I don't know what could that, what that would have done. Um, I stayed there for a few months and then I did end up going back to my house again. So this was getting closer to when I was getting ready to graduate high school and I, things weren't necessarily calming down, but I recognized it was, I wanted to be home. I wanted to be at my house with my family and and I felt resentful that my brothers were stuck there dealing with it and that I, I was, right. Right. Even though she's, I'm her boyfriend, but being at, yeah, like, space, I didn't, like being with another mom that's yeah. not her mom, being with someone who's not her brother. Being maybe. the independent person I was. But being the person that's like, yeah. you got out and yeah. you're seeing things still right. work, like yeah. where you just left from, you yeah. want to go and no, at least sure. try to yeah. fix it in like a sense. Yeah, some stuff yeah. yeah. and being the independent person I was, I did not... Yeah. I did not like living at his house because I did not want to feel like I had to rely on someone else. Mm-hmm. It made yeah. me very uncomfortable. And I think my mom being my, the way she is, tried she to, wanted to help. She really mm-hmm. tried to help and be a but mom. It sense, but it bothered me. her because it's not her <laughs> I'm mom. I'm good, my dad. It's a relationship for us because it's like a fact of like, 
I didn't it like feel it. To me, it felt it, controlling, but yeah, it wasn't. That, and it felt like, like yeah. almost like she acted like her daughter. So it kind of, it, it was a weird relationship in yeah, a sense. Like it was, we're it was different. in a relationship as in a couple, not in a relationship. Yeah. Be, like a, Our whole upbringing um, has been very different than the typical teenager. Like we say, oh, we met in high school. but And the people are like, oh, so you're just like high school sweethearts. You met, you had a cute relationship. It's like, nah, no, fam. no, listen. Like we this were was very different. at 15, 16, <laughs> yeah, 17 yeah, no, years old. We were like kids, like kids. We were basically like brothers. Like it sounds weird to say like brother and sister for a little bit in mm-hmm. a sense because we had to be on the same roof. We had yeah. To do like yeah. A lot of that stuff. So yeah. Uh, so I moved back home and then was there for a little bit. Things were not doing well, but the paperwork was already being filed for my parents to get divorced. So I knew that was going through. At that point, I wanted them to get divorced. I was like, listen, you guys are just arguing. I'm trying to go to bed at night and you're screaming at each other. My dad's coming home at three in the morning. My mom's clearly upset. Like, I just didn't want to deal with all of that anymore. My brothers are struggling. That's the last thing they need in their life to, to try and graduate high school because they're like struggling, like barely passing classes. Yeah. I don't, Almost at this point in time, my brother, really? my oldest brother's like in and out of the house, still dealing with with drug issues, not getting along with my parents. At the time, I think he was living in the basement of our house because we had just a normal uh, three, floor. three floor with, like, the basement, um, which did have enough space for, like, a room to be down there. Um, it was a wonderful house. It wasn't anything grand, but it wasn't tiny. It was, it was an, a, a a, enough for the size of our family with four kids and a mom and a dad. Right, four for your head and-, um, and so I'm back at the house. I quickly realized, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I need to get out of the house. It's bad. So... I moved out again. I So I graduated high school living well, in his house. It was more of the fact that... And it was due to a traumatic situation. So Zach and I were at my house. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm literally sitting in the living room doing my homework. He's just sitting next to me. My parents are arguing. My oldest brother and my dad are like... Like ready to fist fight. Like wait, time just- out. You said you said you were doing homework yep. while your parents are arguing. So yes. you were you were very accustomed to what was happening. Oh, yeah. at that yeah. point. No, okay. this was like just another day in my house. To me. Like, <laughs> I, I can barely focus kinda like- in a quiet place doing no, homework. Man. Let alone like I, that's the thing. That's how I knew it was toxic. Like, how did I get so adjusted to sitting there? My parents like- are screaming at each other in the kitchen right off of the living room, right? <laughs> and then my older brother is like, here, let me finish this story real quick. And then. I'm sitting there and like, like just ready to blow a gasket because I'm just so angry. I'm so frustrated and I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel safe. Like my older brother, my dad do start fist fighting. They're literally like trying to kill each other. Like, and it, it sounds funny, but like in the moment I was terrified. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you still doing homework? Like what am I? No. So at this <laughs> point, no, now, at this point, point, at that point I got up, I grabbed all my stuff. I packed one bag and I, I left. I grab. I went with him. I'm like, if you can imagine, like shaking to the point where, like, you have like the worst, like, cold. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're it's freezing. That, when you're scared, it's that flight or fights response. When you yeah. I mean, I'm crying. I just. That, like, my mom is sad. She doesn't want to see me leave the house. My dad's she, sad. Doesn't want to see me leave the house. But I'm like, look at what you're doing right now. I'm trying to study just to freaking graduate high school and this is the environment that I'm in like no I'm not going to subject myself to that and if I have to deal with his mom who makes me feel slightly uncomfortable because I have to (laughs) to learn to be less independent feel uncomfortable but it's really not exactly (laughs) then like I'm gonna go do that so I packed one bag knowing that I would probably grab the rest of my stuff at some point and left had to go to I think I had to go to school the next day like I wasn't like it was the weekend like just grabbed my stuff was like peace out like and I remember getting to his house and I just like like sat on his bed I'm just like trembling like I did not know what to do like I was so 
like not okay. So I think I, you know, I stayed there. I graduated high school living there. Um, my mom ended up selling the house because um, otherwise it would have like literally been foreclosed because she could not afford to pay the mortgage right. payments on her own. Um, the divorce went, so this was 2018, the year I graduated and they got divorced. My dad was not happy, still in denial that he had anything wrong with him. Um, my mom uh, did, she bought a house, but the way it ended up working out was that the, uh, mortgage and everything was still under like the previous owner's name until they found their house. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's the, there's an, a word for that. There's a term. There's like a transitional period. Yeah. So we had to like, we had like a two or three month span where we needed to stay somewhere until we could get into the house that she had bought, um, which is the one she is still in now. Um, so we, my mom and my I mom lived again. at her, their house. My mom and imagine. myself lived in with So then them. that creates another awkward kind of relationship yeah. too, where it's like, now you have your, my mom somehow being nice enough and putting in herself in that situation, be like, okay, yeah, you can have your girlfriend and your girlfriend's mom stay there. While yeah. She well, probably thought nothing of it though. She probably no. just like, all right, I think it's just the type stay. of person she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still feel like, we, like I would have never wanted to be in that situation. Yeah. And I know my mom is the same way. Like she yeah, would have never it's, wanted to be in that situation. And I'm sure she felt upset that she had to be in that situation mm -hmm. but she also grew in the sense that she needed to learn to ask for help and be okay if somebody was gracious enough to right. offer her that help which is again similar to my issues i had to learn to be gracious enough to like be like like okay like accept the help when you really need it granted she knew it was temporary i think she still paid her rent to every month like just they, they had a large enough space that my mom had, had like her own space in the basement right. zach and i were just wherever in the house they had like two, two at least two guest rooms like Luckily, it was have a i think you guys had house. three guest rooms like yeah. <laughs> so they definitely like i said they had the space and tony was gracious enough to let us stay there so i graduated high school living at his house and did stay there for a while and then once my mom got into her new house I did move back out because I thought that at the time going on 18 to 19 and he was 19 to 20 oh, I, I thought it was more appropriate that him and I were learning to develop ourselves independently yeah. mm -hmm. because of everything that we were going through and I think that was really needed so it was still awkward though like I mean just it was an awkward situation in fact like mm -hmm. like because I couldn't say no she couldn't say no because she had nowhere to go right. how could I say no to someone who I loved at that point right. and still do obviously still do yeah but like the fact that like it's like you can't really like it's like it's hard to be put in that situation in right. a sense like because you don't really like you don't really like, have a yeah, choice i love her but at the same time it's like i didn't necessarily want i didn't want it to like, be that way yeah you didn't like, want it you don't really necessarily yeah you can yeah. love someone as much as you do manner. but necessarily you don't really if i want to be right. moving i didn't want to i didn't want to feel like i was forcing him into that either because i had like resentment for myself thinking like oh like I'm forcing him to like be in this relationship with me because of all of the crap that's and going on with my family. Sense, especially for her. I can, I can see that where it's like, she's like kind of like, yeah, forced me into something. And I like, I would never make her feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I hope she never thought that way. But I mean, it kind of comes around. It's like right. now he's letting his mom's having to put up with my mom moving in and me moving in. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. You really, y'all had to put yourselves in positions to make choices that you needed to make mm -hmm. yeah. to now make choices that you want to make. Yeah, at sure. that point now. So, yep. Yeah, you know, I was playing the long game, but you didn't really know it at mm -hmm. the time. You were yeah. just kind of like, yeah, I no, need it to was do hard. This, yeah, and this has to happen. Yeah. I, mean, I guess if you know if you're gonna be with the right person, go through that kind of. Shit. Yeah, right. Have your, you, but the thing is, y'all know like yeah. that really brought y'all together. Mm -hmm. Now y'all saw the worst of each other's background. And now y'all are like, yeah. our bond, y'all bond are just 
Yeah, it's different. it's different. It's like, I've recognized, like I said, like there's been conversations with like, so Tony, his mom actually does hair out of the house. And so like, she loves to talk. She loves people. So, she, and, and her clients, yeah. always, her clients always ask about how Zach's doing. Like they know we've been together for so long. Mm. Like they know that we're together. Like when are they going to get married? <laughs> no, right? no. So it's like, you know, at times I think it's been hard. Like she's had to adjust, but then I, one thing I love about his mom is that she like doesn't give a flying shit about what people think about right. her. Like she just like will do shit and then like she's like I don't care if it offends you because I'm gonna do it anyway. Right. Right. You, no, but like you deal with I that. appreciate <laughs> it because I'm like you know what like if you need to like bargain with someone about something like this is totally random like she's the person to ask because she'll do it with like zero hesitation. She's like I'll bargain with you like let me ask for a discount because I'm gonna get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just like zero hesitation like I'm gonna do things the way that they need to be done. Even even if it offends someone, like not in a way where it's disrespectful, but like just in general. Um, so well, where was I going with that? I, there was a point that I was going to say. Um, oh my gosh. What was it that I was going to say? I have no clue, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Anyways, um, I'll just go back to where I was going with uh, when we were moving out. Yeah. Um, so I moved back out to my house with my mom. Um, my twin, when we graduated high school, actually moved out completely with his girlfriend. They went to an apartment. Uh, he immediately got into like insurance and was making pretty good money. Um, so he was, yeah, not enough to live on his own. Um, so he was moved out and my younger brother's obviously was still in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was with my mom too. And then my older, I don't even, what was my older brother doing? Uh, what was, I don't even remember where was Logan with, honestly, Logan was at the house. He was with us. No, he wasn't. Oh, I mean, Logan I mean, lived was, with my dad. Um, it was on, oh, it felt, I felt bad, too, because it, it was an awkward situation, too. I don't even remember. for us to be in that situation with, obviously, parents living on the same roof, us, especially at that age. I mean, we've only been in a relationship for two or three years now. Um, but the fact that, like, she has two or three other brothers, obviously. Um, but the fact that, like, she, her mom and her had to, got a place to move in, luckily a nice enough place. But, like, her brothers were kind of like, there was... I felt resentful like, about that like too. Like the fact that like her mom's like, okay, I can live here, but it's like my mom, then it feels awkward to like, it's hard for her then to be like, okay, well, two other guys can come live in her house kind of thing. So I still think she did offer it though. I think like, she, she offered it, like, but it's like the awkward spot of like, I'm allowing your mom to stay here, but it's like, do I allow But then my brothers yeah. would have felt awkward staying there yeah, anyways. Yeah, so they're, it's kind of like now they're kind of like on their own. So, so that became kind of hard too for especially for her mom like thinking like my sons have where are they're gonna like where are they going right yeah. now in a where sense. did they stay then so my younger brother he was kind of i think he was with friends for a bit he was with his friends dad for kind of my a dad bit. um kind of on and off it was i mean it's really awkward in actually sense. Like, and well connor had moved out he might have gone and stayed with yeah because like i said too. connor um, like we said like kate said he, he wasn't friend. just like out on his own yeah um it was a really stressful situation. I like very I, thinking about that time just, was just so like and that so wasn't very draining. long ago. No, it was no, so was, draining. Yeah. 2018 was like the, it was the hardest year of my life so far. My parents getting divorced, graduating high school, navigating moving into a different <laughs> house, living with my boyfriend, and it was just so hectic. Um, I'm thankful I had the opportunity to move out to allow us to grow in that way independently. He was really busy with school. I was really busy with school because we were both going to college. Mm -hmm. um, so we would primarily for a while, like just see each other on the weekends, which I think was good. We were so busy with school. We were at school like all the beginning of the week. And then the weekends we would see each other. So it was a much more healthy relationship. Granted, yeah. I would still go and stay over at his house and he would still go stay over at my house. Right. We weren't married. We had just started <laughs> college. I don't know that many parents that allow their kids to do that. But well, I think it's the at that point, like our relationship was, like was so different. Point. Like, yeah. I don't think that I can compare our normal relationship to 
like Most other e- uh, either other high school relationships or even other relationships at our age. Um, that was where I was going with his mom. So when like she's at the salon and her clients are talking about like, oh, how are Zach and Kate? And like, you know, she talks about, you know, honestly, like what what we do. And like they're like, oh, like they stay here together. Like they're living together at your house and they're yeah. not married. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's how it is. So. <laughs> Granted, moving for, moving forward to now, I made the decision in the last year or so to completely move in to, it's actually still his mom's house. So they moved from the house that they were at previously with all that stuff that was going yeah, on in high school. We've moved a lot over the years. Yeah. yeah. Something that my mom she like She prefers to do that. She, she likes, likes to that. move out of a different place and make a new place her home and stay um, for Right, so the house that they're in now actually has like a, a walkout basement with a bathroom with like a. It's, so the it's almost like a. That I yeah, Justin, came over, Justin was that a different? Yep. Nope, the nope one that's, you the one. Okay. that's the one. That's the one. Yep, so that basement. The one, like, more foresty area. Yeah, yeah that yeah. basement area is, is a. I think at the time, if I didn't have my own life, I would have moved in. Yeah, right? It's like a little studio, basically. So it was, and when she bought that house, she had us in mind, knowing that we might want to do that. So I'm still so grateful that she kind of knew with the situation where it was going to mm. probably lead. Um, granted, we're both still going to school. Like we both are yeah. working. Like mm. we, we aren't necessarily, we could move out if we absolutely needed to, but we're not necessarily trying to jump to that. Yeah. I also think she enjoys having us around. All, my mom does also. And I think if she was in the same situation, she would want yeah. us to mm. live with her too. Um, I'm like trying six. not to rush being adults because we've already had to rush so much yeah, slowing, slowing life right. down yeah. now so at this point. So I pretty much full-time stay at his house now. Um, All the time. With, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in the last, like, six time. months. <laughs> in the last six, this has been this year. Yeah. The last six months, I fully moved in. Yeah. All of my stuff is there. So I we just stay there. That's where I go to every day is that setup that we have there. I think that it's been the best mental stability thing I've needed at 22 to have one place I'm going to. I'm not dealing with anybody whose mood is changing. There's no toxic stuff going on at all at their house. So it has been the first time in six to eight years that I have had stability of some sort. And I have seen how my skin doesn't break out as much. Mm -hmm. My hair is healthier. Like just my weight is like stable. Like all of these different things that I didn't recognize about myself, my menstrual cycles as a female yeah. i was dealing with extremely difficult like it was irregular like yeah. not not getting a cycle at all and honestly i wonder if it was stress related just because of it could be all the stuff it's that i was so dealing weird, with right weird, women's bodies i know weird, right man. so i'm just so like thinking like you know what i think this like this is the first time i finally feel a sense of like relief like i can finally just focus on myself start forming like a future for myself and for zach and i'm just very thankful to have the opportunity to do it because like I said, the stuff that's going on with my family is still going on. My dad is still in denial and doesn't really have his own place. He's bounced around with like different people, staying at different he's places. He's stuck in his ways. My, and right, and my dad's older. right. My dad's fifty-five. Like he isn't old, but he's not but young. He's very um, like stern in his ways. Yeah, right. so yeah, he's stuck. He's, he's stuck very, in his ways. Struggles with like putting himself out of his shoes. And right, for sure, for sure. Kind of, I mean, he's always been a great guy. And, and it's so hard. Right. Around. That's the part that's hard. My dad awesome person, is like, if you met him, is an amazing person. Yeah, I love guy. my dad. Like, he is, loves people, super outgoing, loves standing up for people. Like, actual person he is and who he embodies is like someone I aspire to be in a lot of ways. So it's sad that 
he has struggled with what he's struggling with so much still to watch that because it's like he has so much potential but has not reached that or has not been able to because mm-hmm. of the ways that he has built up for himself over the years um, and just overall who he has become. Um, so it is sad. He's such a great person. Um, so I, I feel for him. And then my brother, both of my brothers, my twin and my younger brother are now both at my mom's house. My twin moved back in with my mom and I don't blame him. He moved out so young at 18 forcefully, not in the way of like, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to take this jump. Like it was basically like, I don't have a choice of what am I going to do? Um, he never really got enough stability or focus on learning how to manage finances and be able to sustain living on his own long term. So I think he needed that and is still trying to navigate that now. You think is that that's their way of becoming normal? I hope so. I almost hope that that they're trying to figure it out. Because um, my mom's household now, besides the like the chaos within my younger brothers and like my mom, is a lot less. Like yeah. my mom is a very stable person. Um, so there's it's not like there's people at the house that are like doing drugs and doing stuff that they shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. Um, my twin has struggled with drinking. Both of them both smoke weed and vape. So it's like, it's not like they don't do things like that, but I think that's like all they know how to do in order to cope and try and move forward. So I can tell that there's effort. It's not like they're just, they're not just living off of my mom and not doing anything. They're, they are trying. They both have jobs. Mm-hmm. They're both trying to make an effort to figure out life um, in the best way that they can. Granted, they didn't have that example I think they needed from my dad when they really needed it. Um, my oldest brother and his girlfriend have had a kid, and so my niece, her name's Aria, um, super amazing kid. Uh, so she was born the year that I graduated high school, and so she's now, she'll be four soon. Um that's like a whole nother story. I don't necessarily need to get into <laughs> it because it's really yeah. long. Um, very similar issues though to what has gone on with my parents and yeah. the drugs and all of that. My niece is currently living at my mom's house, not okay. with both of her parents um, because of all of those issues. And so I also moved out earlier earlier this year because if I didn't move out, she would have probably gone into child protective services because there was nowhere for her to stay. Care, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So I moved out because I was already only at my mom's like half the time because I was half at his half at my house like it was just kind of like a separate place to stay um and I think my mom feels bad about it because she wanted me to still be able to have that sense of independence if I wanted it but I truthfully like I did it for me but I also did it for her like I wasn't about to like not move out and not have her have somewhere to go right um because that's right now like that is the best environment for her uh she has all of her uncles very supportive of her she is getting what she needs she's being taken care of properly um so I think that she's thriving there. Um, I don't really have any other updates on that either because a lot of it is like legally, there's like all these court things that are going on yeah. right now. Don't we don't, we don't know where she's going to end up or who's going to end up uh, having guardianship of her. But as of right now, it is not necessarily looking like her parents are going to be guardians of her. So we will see. Um, but yeah, so that is where I'm at now. I am at Zach's. I'm happy being there. Mm-hmm. And him and I are finally able yeah. to just focus on building a future it's together at a more appropriate age. Like, this is the age that I would have wanted to start talking about, like, living together. Because it's, it's kind of, we it's are much in a better. sense. I mean, I know that's typical. We're living, the, I'm living in my mom's basement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's more it's of, different. It's a transitional period for after dealing with all of the crap that obviously Caitlin had to deal with, the stuff I grew up with. 
Obviously, I've dealt with it because I've had a long time now. <coughs> but the fact that I could just allow us to transition into getting ourselves situated with jobs and careers, and then I mean, we have we're getting we have goals. situated in it to yeah. move out, and we have plans. To, We'd like to move out in the next year too. We're gonna be yeah. living in parents' basement, either mine or her mom's or dad's. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Forever. Not Granted, to work though, like or 40, him and I have also talked about this, like more so like, a little bit down the road, like next 10, 15 years. Because of the relationship that we have now built with our parents, like at least moms in both of our lives, um, we have even thought about how we have seen how we've enjoyed in ways having parents around. And you know how some families do, like live with their family like a lot of cultures will like keep their family close and they will either live together or or have separate quarters so like like two spaces in the house so we've even talked about down the road like if we were to like build a house or do something like that how i wouldn't mind having you know my mom or his mom come stay with us and you know have like a separate quarters for them to be independent but just to have family around having people with you because i think that's a big thing too with moving out Obviously, a big thing for you, though, with what you've been through, with the loss of your mm-hmm. father, I think... I enjoy being around yeah. people and having, like, I've always enjoyed having family around, and I always get And most sad. of his family lives here in yeah. Michigan, too, which is super... He's super fortunate, because I think that's the other thing that was hard for me, is I would, in my family, like, my dad was adopted, so I don't know any of his, like, mm-hmm. biological family. My mom's an only child, so she didn't have any siblings. So, mm-hmm. and all of my family does not live in Michigan. They all live yeah. in Florida. Like, my actual cousins or second cousins, I have seen, like, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've seen them. So I don't, I don't know my family super well. Like, I don't, I have not gotten to build a relationship with them. Yeah. I know his family better than I know and my I own. And I think that was mm-hmm. a blessing to to be able to provide for her to have that opportunity to wait like, like i view them as like my aunts and uncles see now. them yeah. like because like that no honestly i think they they've had a little more of an impact and more effort to come out and see us but i do think that too is a distance and being able to live in the mm-hmm. same state they live on the west but side they definitely like from the effort i've seen over the seven years we've been together I've like they've came out a lot more. There's been times where some of her family comes out, but it's not. They're here for a day, and they're like they try to get together, but it's really hard with working lives and everything. Where it's like they say, "Oh, we want to come see you," but it's like a day, and it's like you can't really plan a lot. In it's a not day. like a random Tuesday, especially right. when they randomly you can only come out. Do so so much. I feel bad for her, but I think I'm glad that my family has been able to be around. Obviously, with some loss in the family, with not having as many yeah. people around, right. but still having the aunts, uncles that are here to be able to kind of. Not necessarily like be like the aunt uncle to her, but have that opportunity to kind of that no. sense of family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sense right. of having no, a real for like, sure. kind of like what. Granted, like, I had a big family. Like yeah. I, I have three brothers and my dad and mom. So like I, I will end up having probably a huge family if everyone yeah. has kids and you know as the family tree grows. But I think it has been really cool. Like immediate family as far as aunts and uncles and um, even grandparents because I don't have. I have my dad's. Uh, mom uh like so non-biological grandma but my grandma to me well she's your grandma um yeah amazing like uh, yes i love her um she has put up with a lot of crap shout out to grammy yeah shout out to grammy (laughs) um but other than that i don't technically have any more of my grandparents either so it's like my family knit unit like here in michigan is very small and then even if i were to be in florida i don't really know my family so it not that it would be awkward but like I know his family more than I know mine. Mm. So well, I think it's cool to think about the fact like what we're kind of both missing in each family. We kind of got yeah. from each other. Like even though her dad wasn't necessarily around as much and wasn't always there and with it always, I got kind of to have somewhat of a father figure there a little bit there. Obviously 
he's had his own issues, but having that there and amongst having, his issues, I have seen him really try as yeah, much and it's as been he cool can. Cool to have, and I can tell he he likes me and he I thinks highly of me and I think highly of him, even though obviously he has his issues. Obviously, I have issues too, but like in that way. But then for her to have the lack of kind of like some extra family outskirts of besides direct mother, and father, stability. brother, but having a aunts and uncles that are more there in a sense like she got some of that from me me and i got some of that like her father there in a sense we kind of were able to trade yeah. counterparts there so i think that has helped too in that fact that there's not a lack there so we're not yeah. both missing one of the other kind of thing we kind of are able to compile together yeah. it's funny because this is like the first time that i feel like him and i have really gone back to like the beginning where everything started and like talked through the whole thing yeah <laughs> and it's crazy to me to like think about how much stuff we went through yeah, at we went such through a young age. It's always funny to look back, especially if where you are today is right. a place where you want to be, mm-hmm. yeah. and you got a good foundation to move forward. Right. And you, if you, you know, regress back on what happened, mm-hmm. you're kind of just like, damn, that all of that really mm-hmm. just happened, and we right. really found a way to get to this yeah. point. I think with all that happened, yeah, and yeah. I mean, my family is still healing, like. I'm still healing. He's still healing. We're trying to work on ways that we can keep furthering that. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't feel like there's ever like, you're not fully healed. Like, but you, the, yeah, you're never like, <laughs> like especially with the situation gets yeah. worse because right. more and people more pass things, away. Yeah, things more happen. things get yeah. worse. You go through traumatic experience. If it's whatever it is, you lose a kid, you experience whatever it is, a car accident, different things are more family passed away. So it's never right. gets better. I mean, it gets better, but it's never like it gets easier in a sense. Cause as you get older, unfortunately your parents pass away. Um, or your whatever happens, you have trouble having kids, or your kids pass away. There's yeah. horrible things that yeah. happen. So it's not like just because my dad passed away, no one else is gonna pass away. My mom's eventually gonna. So it's something that I have to learn to deal with more, and not having that bond there eventually. Mm-hmm. So that was insane with her. Which then puts things in perspective to embrace the moments that you do have yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning how to like yeah. go forward, knowing that things aren't always gonna be right. the best thing, but knowing mm-hmm. that. Because it happened, I'm going to be stronger <coughs> right. going through it. So right. when someone else does pass away, I'm going to be stronger in that sense. Right. Obviously, it's still going to be rough, but I'm going to know how to cope with it better. Right. Because I've finally, even still, I'm still not working. I'm still now kind of starting to really cope with a lot of things. But now that I'm coping with right. it more, next, not saying I'm waiting for anything to happen, but when something does happen, because it's right. going to eventually, um, especially only being 23 and having aunts and uncles who are 20, 30 years older than I, eventually something's going to happen. So it's like, I'll now know. This is how I should behave. This is how I should. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have to behave that way, but this is now how a good way to cope yeah. with those. Kinds I of think things. too, like, at least for myself, I can speak for myself on this. Even amongst going, and it took me a while to like be able to figure this out. But yeah. when I was going through all of that, like, I obviously had those thoughts of like, man, this really sucks. Like, why can't I just like feel like a normal young teen or young adult trying to figure out life and. I'm glad I'm like thankful though that I soon realized and again a lot of this was CrossFit related with a lot of mindset and different people I had surrounding me which I think really helped but I think I quickly learned to take appreciation into the things that I did have that were going well and the things that I knew would make me happy and feel fulfilled as I worked towards finding that better life for myself um, in order to feel like I wasn't just like drowning because that was truthfully like how I felt and I didn't say this but I ended I had to take a year off of school completely so 18 to 19 I the first year of school that was the year I said that I had taken like 
a crap load of credits, yeah, like too, too much credit. Everything yeah. going on and then with my with parents getting divorced, moving into a different house, not knowing where we were moving, living at his house, there was just so much going on that I was like, you know what? I, like, I can't do this. So I, I had to take a year off of school. So I didn't go to school at all. I pretty much, and I honestly, I was working here a little bit, but like not as much as I do now even. I was basically just working enough to pay gas money. Like, yeah, I don't even we know if I... like, we had that many bills at that age. So no. Just, just working to be like a typical high schooler, right. almost early college, or just working, having some experience into what right. the workforce so is kind of like. So I took that year off, and I'm thankful... Like part of me wishes I, part of me wishes I had somebody pushing me to say, you know what, just go part time and like keep working through it. But then part of me also recognizes that I I needed it. Like I really needed to just like decompress my brain from extra stress. Mm -hmm. Even though school is like learning in a different type of stress, it was still like just adding stress though. Like me having to worry about going through schoolwork and getting good grades and not wanting to risk taking them and then doing bad. Five years of dealing with everything you did you eventually were going to break down in a sense, not that break was, down, but like, no, but that was kind of like my breakdown, of like breaking, <laughs> not breaking down in a sense of like, you completely like lose yourself, but breaking down no. to reset yourself to, and it was hard to have a midlife crisis. It was hard because I remember having, getting judged for it. I remember like yeah, parents, parents or whoever else, you. like go back to school. Like, why are you? Yeah. yeah I like tell so push, many people, like, like, you don't need to take a break kind of thing. Like yeah. even still now, I mean, there's even sometimes where she has a, sometimes a harsher time because people are like, Oh, you should be in school full time, blah, blah, blah. Because she's solely, not solely focused on, but trying to really push for her athletic career. I mean, it's always those wishes where people say, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. At I'm this be a point, singer. though, it, like, yeah. doesn't bother me anymore. People, like, like I just, say, I'm like, you know what? This is my path. If you don't understand it, it's not meant for you to understand. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because I think that, to me, too, was just, like, realizing, like, don't always have to listen to everybody. So, no, no. I mean, just, just find people your own are, They wish you the best, but it's, like, a matter of, like, especially for her, I think, just, like, ignore... Like, if you have a passion for what you're doing and you see yourself being able to be successful right. in it, it might take you, for you, obviously, well, right. like with your podcast, like, those kind of things, yeah. like, it might be rough at first, that kind of right. thing. You well, it got me to success, the point where I was like, I don't expect somebody who doesn't have my goals or aspirations to do what I'm doing to understand why I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I can't expect them to be like, oh, yeah, I get it, like go for it because well, they don't know what I'm doing to obtain that goal as long as they can support you right yeah. exactly all, and I don't really expect them need. to yeah. know right yeah. as, as long as they are respectful and support what I want then and vice versa I yeah. respect you and if, if you want to go to school full time and focus on that good for you like but, that's amazing but I also would appreciate that same respect back just because I'm doing something different doesn't mean that I shouldn't also receive that type yeah. of and those people, not that I need the recognition but just to feel respected yeah, and those people that are telling you, it's like typically it's usually like adults or older yeah. parents. Those things. I haven't had a lot of that from like the younger generation. Yeah, but those people probably made mistakes when they were younger. They probably did some stupid stuff. They probably took time off of school. They probably did this or that. They got someone pregnant. They did whatever <laughs> it was, something where they made that mistake. So I know they're just trying to like not let us learn, like go through those same things. Yeah. But it's like everyone has to, it's like that quote or that line is saying like you can leave a uh, horse to water but you can't let that or you can't make the horse drink the water right. in a sense like you can tell somebody this but ultimately you probably went through something similar so stop like in that shout sense. out to nick bastianelli for teaching me that quote because i use it a lot <laughs> yeah you know, i'm just repeating what kate says because if you ever listen to this yeah, she always says that um because i just think a lot of times it's like when i especially when i'm like going around other people where i start to judge people i realize no matter what 
maybe that's where they want to be and that's what they want to do, then great. Let them learn right. their lesson. Not saying they're going to get in a bad situation or a good situation. Yeah. It could be the best thing for them. It could be the worst thing. Yeah. But to me, I think it's just... Chiming in off of that, I think that when you're going through a lot of that, a lot of it has to do just with like who you're surrounding yourself yeah. with. So I think, I mean, I brought up Nick. Him, Rob, like Zach, there was plenty of people here that weren't telling me like, oh, like only compete. Like that's what you should be doing right now. Like it wasn't like they were trying to advise then, me not to go to school. Then, mm-hmm. Are but, you happy with this? Is this Right, they want? were mentally working me through all of my options. And Jeff too, we all love Jeff. Jeff's an amazing person. <laughs> he really helped me figure out too as well, like, like, what do I want? How can I heal from these past traumatic experiences to be able to focus on what I want? Because that was the other thing. I had so much going on. I didn't even know what I wanted to focus on. Like, I wanted You're to be just this. Doing stuff. Yeah, I, just, I wanted to be this competitive athlete, but I had so much overwhelming stress that I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know. And it was really affecting me in my training. So I knew, all right, like, Kate, you got to be able to figure out what you want. And surround yourself with the people that are willing to support you in that way. And so a lot of those people, like I said, Nick, Jeff, Rob, him, the owners and people and the members here, like if I didn't have them supporting me during that time, like I, I would have struggled to find my way a lot more for sure. And I think it's like Kate always says this to me because of like how she supports her way of like going forward with CrossFit and all that competitive aspect. Like, are you going to be – Happy or sad that you didn't continue or make that choice of doing this or that? Because I think so many people, as it going back to like younger generations and people now where they're like, they just do something just to do something to please everybody else. Like, are you going to be happy that you went to four years of school, got a degree, let's say in business, but then realize you wanted to go back? I mean, you see typically movies and TV shows where they, they really wanted to be an art star, but because their parents, blah, 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 said this. Like, are you going to be happy or regret not trying something? I think for Kate, that's the thing. I use that with CrossFit, at least. I think, like, to me, that's what I've tried to then really put in perspective. Like, then I want to support her because I know for her, she's told me more than once, million times at this point, maybe not million, but many times now saying. A million. (laughs) At this point, like, I want to support her. If she thinks this is what she, like, it'll make her happy. And even if she doesn't get to where she wants to be, if she put in the effort that she wanted to and right. got where she wanted to. Because I've said to him, I know, I know I will regret not trying yeah, it. that's worth it to if me. If I gave up now. And supporting okay. that aspect. So like You've 10 got years from in. now, right? Yeah. 10 years from now, if you ask me, if I decided to stop right now, like it, it's not working or I want to focus on something else. It's too hard. Because uh, yeah, just you stop. In 10 years from now, I know I would regret it. And so until I don't feel that way, like where I feel like, you know what, if I stop now, I will be fulfilled or I will be okay with letting that go. You're going to make sure you put everything into it before you're like, okay, I'm going to step away. Yep, exactly. That's the right model to have because you can apply that to literally anything Exactly, and that's what I do. Yeah, I've started doing that. Like school, all right, if you stopped right now, would you be happy? My answer is no. I want to at least finish an associate's. So I have something under my belt that I can further later if I want to, but I am okay with stopping that once I get my associate's degree for now. Yeah. Um, No, and I will not regret that later since I'm focusing on this other goal competitively Mm -hmm. with CrossFit right now. Um, so yeah, you can apply that to anything and I think it's a great way for you to go like, all right. And you got to really think about it. Don't just go, Oh yeah, no, I, I won't regret yeah. it. Like you got to think be about it. Be open-minded. In 10 be years mindful. from now, think of it. W- will you regret not taking that opportunity right now that's in front of you at your age? Cause you won't be that age forever. You're going to keep getting older. It's inevitable. 
So you got to really think about it. Like, hey, we dropping jewels here tonight. Yeah, you better right. be paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay attention because these are important. Yeah, these are things that I life to stay young. <laughs> yeah, right. No. <laughs> so unless you do CrossFit, you're gonna stay young forever. <laughs> Facts. At least look right. young. Yeah, you're yeah right. I don't know about the aches and pains. Uh, you may yeah. feel old. Yeah, but no, for sure. Um, yeah. I think it's, if you're serious about something, put all your eggs in the basket and just do it. Yep. And if, if it really if it, serious if it plans about out, it. great. Or at least mo- if it most of your eggs. I think everybody's a little bit different when they yeah. think about that. Like, I am a big believer that, like, I want to obtain this goal of getting to the CrossFit Games. Am I willing to do that at the expense of not spending time with my family mm-hmm. and doing other things? Well, not yeah. necessarily. So it means that if I get to the Games and the best I ever do is 40th place, I'm fine with that. I know some people are so like to that competitive level where they're literally willing to sacrifice everything. No time with friends, not going on certain Spending family like whole vacations shifts right, at the gym. to like, take first or to, yeah, to win. Yeah. And I think that's like, that is very noble of you. That is, that's, that yeah. is the epitome of like what you would need to that's do to win. Stuff. Right. It's wild. Personally, that would not be fulfilling to me. I want to say that I can get there while also fulfilling other things that I mm-hmm. have in my life. Um, even if it only means that I'm going to get there, but not take first, um, just because I, I don't find that as fulfilling to myself and I don't want to look back. I will look back on my twenties, my early twenties and look and go, even though I wanted to reach that goal, I think it was not right that I sacrificed all of those other things in order to reach that goal. As far as not being able to get that time back, I'm not going to be able to get that time back as a 20 year old when I'm 30. Right. So I want to know that I am focusing as much as I can on that goal I'm prioritizing, but still also enjoying my life as a 20 year old. Right. You know, we, we're going to act a fool if you make it to the games, right? Yeah. Like you get to the games, we got to have signs, t-shirts, yes. socks. We go get, we're trying to get you sponsored by somebody. Woo. We're doing as much as we can to get you, get your I face be, all over the place. Because I know if you're 40, you're going to be mad. No, so like, right. No, but that's my example. It's just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. Like no, I, I don't prioritize it just for winning. It's right. not just about winning. I want to push myself to be the best athlete that I can be, push but I also want to be the best person that I can be. And if that means that I'm going to go spend some time with my family on Christmas and not go wake up and train that day, I will prioritize rearranging my schedule so that I'm seeing my family on the holidays and not going to train just because or I feel like I have to. Living this life and having that one slice of pie at Thanksgiving or Christmas because no, right. you want to live your yeah, life. But it's, it's a you versus you thing. Yeah. It's not a you versus the people in the field right. yeah. no, for sure. you, I mean if you right. did your best for the workout you did your best for schoolwork you did your best for eating that slice of mm-hmm. you eat that slice right. of pie yeah, no, for the sure. best way and you I'm, eat that slice right. I'm doing it a little bit for the pleasure of those other yeah. people like I want to make sure that I am showing my family that I care about them but also pri- primarily for my pleasure like I'm not doing that to just like for somebody else you don't see me enough like I have my goals and I would like you to respect that I'm really working hard to attain those goals, but I want to show you that I still respect and value my time with you. Right. So I still want to show you that. So I'm still going to make the time to come and see you because, because that's important to me. Well, yeah, like those are the people at the end of the day that will, no matter where you are, if you achieve your goals or don't, they will always be exactly. there for you. Yep. And if those are the people that you in a sense diss or upset because you sacrifice right. every single time you could be with right. them, those, no matter how successful you are, if you don't have someone to celebrate in a sense right. with, it's never worth it. Then. Right. My goal would not be fulfilling to me. Like if I was at the games and 
whatever place I took. You took first place. I took no first. I took fifth. I took eighth. It doesn't matter if I were at the games. Fortieth doesn't matter. I would not feel fulfilled if I walked out of there like when I was done competing knowing that no one was there to either want to support me yeah. or be, be on my side or be happy for me yeah. because I pretty much isolated myself from every possible person mm -hmm. because I was only focused on this one thing. It would not it wouldn't be worth it to me. So I recognize it takes a team for me to get there and that doesn't mean a team of just like focusing on CrossFit 24/7. Right. It means having people that are pushing me to make sure I'm doing enough to get there because it is a challenging goal to try and attain but also people that are keeping things in perspective for me to be able pushing to you, yeah but also understanding you yes. so like now you have right. a team that's pushing you to be better a better athlete right but you need be those better. people around you to 100%. make sure you're eating make yeah. sure yeah. you're sleeping at, yeah. at the right time make sure you're not distracted when mm -hmm. you need to do like a yoga session yeah. or something but be distracted when you need but also but also see, taking you hard. out of it that's too. what's hard yep. for me too yep. is i am very go 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 all the time yeah. i'm good at prioritizing what I need to, getting stuff done. She's good getting stuff I, done. <laughs> nonstop. I have a hard time, like, which turning, yeah, I turn that off, relax. slow it down, yeah. which he helps Chill me out. He helps me with a lot. I think <laughs> that was one of the things that attracted me to him. when I can be. Yes. Right, no, yeah. he's like, Kate, sit what are you doing? <laughs> it's like a kid trying to it's get out like, of bed no. at night. I'm going to force force her to sit down. And it's like also sometimes like laziness. irrational thinking of for me, though, because it's like 9 p.m. And I'm like, let's hang this artwork on the wall. And like, I'm like, let me take that hammer and, and not <laughs> use the hammer. To you're put like, on. you're like really like mindful of just relaxing. Yeah. yeah. And you're both looking at TV. And while you're looking, enjoying the TV show, she's you're thinking, like, I'm programming like, and training and what she's going to eat tomorrow. Like straight. Yeah. Fix that. <laughs> Literally me. And I tried, I've tried, I mean, I've been that way since like forever. Like I've, I've always been that way, but it has definitely helped me to be with somebody that is he, is, he is that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's that way when he needs to be, but he's yeah. also the complete opposite of that. Which I have a hard be. time being that way. So I think it's been good to have somebody that balances me out a little bit. And it's like, you need to chill, yeah, man. That's yeah. crazy like, today. Like on Sundays or days where I'm like, my my feet hurt. I'm, He's like, I'm, we're not I'm, doing, I'm anything doing anything today. And, <laughs> and that, that's like and then torture get, like, to me. My eyes angry, twitching. But, like, she'll get, like, I can see I'm like, like we're doing nothing today. A little what? angry, and I'm like, that's like, no, we're I'm gonna sit here. But I also need nothing? it. Like that's the thing, though. I think that I've tried to analyze like why I am that way. And I honestly think because of what I had going on as a kid and like going into high school, I constantly tried to fill my time with things to focus on. Mm -hmm. So I was really. not focusing on what was going on in actual life. So I've really tried to focus on appreciating the moment and focusing on spending time with like if he wants to relax, Kate relax spend this time with your boyfriend enjoying a show with his company instead of worrying about all these other things that are going on because yeah. you don't need to worry about that right now so i think i've recognized that it has been a like trauma response for me to fill my time with everything so i'm not thinking about the things that are going on in life that are potentially bothering me or giving me issues right um so now i've had to kind of like unwind that like listen you can have a day where you're like not 
doing 50 million things Mm -hmm. like take this time to just or just focus on you like for the first time the other day and I used to do this all the time as a kid when I had extra time for myself I would like get in the shower turn on some music put a hair mask in my hair like just enjoy like taking a nice shower and then getting out and like making sure I put lotion on like the self-care things it was like the first time that I had taken that extra time to do that in like eight years like I do not recall the last time I did that. And That's crazy. I, rem- I used to do it when I was a kid, when I had a lot less of that actual stress all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I was really good about like taking care of myself when I was feeling down or like needed that extra pampering to feel a little bit better. Yeah. And I recognized it the other day because I recognized how much better I felt and how much more rested I felt even just going through the day. After doing that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like I actually recovered instead of like feeling more stressed from all these things that I'm trying to get done throughout the day. Um, so I think I've tried to end with him also analyze those trauma responses, which that was one of them. Yeah. And with him, I've been trying to analyze his trauma response, at least recently. I feel like for him, a lot of it is just communicating effectively how he feels <laughs> yeah. with different things <laughs> has been hard. Zach's, just Zach is like, general. If, if you can, I mean. This is so, wall. so yes, she's so stereotypical, like where people are like, guys don't cry. You know what I mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying he doesn't cry. I'm saying that I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen him cry in the last seven years. When like, I stub my toe, I'm just like, mm, right. So he just, right, not in the way of where he's like, I'm a man, I need to not cry. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. in the sense of his coping mechanism with trauma that he's gone through is Basically, to not show emotion. Everything. Like, okay, literally, bottle up it, all of it. And until I don't explode. express I can, it. I can handle it. Exactly. Yep, until yeah. I explode, and then usually right. it ends up being worse for me because I, then I'm... So that's something, I think, for him that I've been yeah. trying to work on with him. I'm exactly. like, listen, if this is going to work, we need to communicate. Yeah. All right, so as you two possibly may know, I'm not sure if y'all know or not, um, and also the listeners, y'all know, uh, every episode I end it with a He Rants segment, but... Since I have two amazing guests here, I'm going to have them take the floor for a few minutes, a couple of minutes, say whatever y'all got to say, get it off your chest. Just don't run up the clock here. All right. Do y'all thing spill. Welcome to the They Rent segment. Kate, you start. ...is different. Um, I get really irritated when people are overly sensitive mm-hmm. like it's not that it's not that big of a deal like i personally just think that people need to come together and recognize that everybody has feelings but there's no reason to be overly sensitive about it and if it really bothers you like remove yourself from the situation so that you're not being offended or going through something that mm-hmm. maybe is attacking you um like i'm not saying that i'm like pro people should say stuff that are offensive to other people and like purposefully attack people. Right. No, but I just think that there are a lot of people that are overly sensitive and take things out of context way too, way too often. Um, way too easily. Right. Just, yeah. just to create drama or to create a reaction. Um, and it's sad because I just don't think that that's what people are meant to do. I think we're meant to lift each other up and support each other and be better people for each other. Mm. Uh, so I just think that it's not, it's not very human. It's to, very counterproductive. Yes, exactly. So overly sensitive. Um, I think it. Yes, it just it's it's counterproductive. I don't think that it is a very productive way of living to be mm-hmm. overly sensitive. I think That's my rant. <laughs> mine already kind of. We've kind of discussed it over 
talking for two hours now at this point, <laughs> which is great. But um, I think it's just more of, um, I think it applies more to younger generations is the fact it's kind of a rant, but more like advice in a sense. I just, I hate when people kind of, we said like forcing you to always do this and that the way that everything was like how people believe you should behave or how you should go forward with life and go into school, go do this and that. I think to me, it's stop pushing always a certain way and allow people to figure out what's, what makes them happy. Find something that you're passionate about. Don't just listen to everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, see what makes you happy. You do what you want to do. Don't be pushed into something just because your parents or your counselor constantly say, you need to do this, do this, do that, do whatever. If that means going to, to your community college, getting associates, and then go work, that do that. Stop like letting other people control how you believe and what you want to do. If that means you want to go be an artist, go be a singer. I mean, obviously there's some, you got to be careful because I mean, obviously you got to be a good artist to make yeah, a good living. Right, right. Again, do what you want. Don't do it just because someone else told you to really. So you love to hear it. I'm happy. I got that off your chest. So that was the day rant segment. Um, we're actually going to go ahead and, in the episode there. Uh, this, like I said, this is the longest episode I've had Heck so yeah. far. It's a good one. Listen um, to it. Very good episode. They we'll dropped sure no a lot of it. gems and they, by them having to grow up a lot younger and have to deal with a lot of adult issues, it put them in position to kind of learn things a lot faster. I mean, 22 and 23 years old, they're very wise beyond their years. And um, Thank you. We're 40. Sorry, it's very, it's very appreciative. Sense. It makes me more drawn to them because I feel like I'm a little more, uh, I'm a little wise for my age mm -hmm. too. I mean, I not to toot my own horn, but yeah. it's, it makes me feel way more comfortable to be around these yeah. type of people. Oh yeah. We're drawn um, to like, cause it, it is guys, hard when you feel that way because yeah. if you're around people your age and they don't act the way that you do. And they don't you're understand like, you. You're like, why? Yeah, right. You're like, <laughs> yeah. why Just are you listen. acting That's what I think we vibe with a lot of people that are older that, than us. Because yeah. typically, not saying younger generations aren't wise or... Like you're younger. Or you just kind of find but yourself like we, we tend to like a situation. lot of friends we have are five to almost 10 years older like you rob you're in like 30s now so yeah. we're still in our or almost honestly early 20s to like be able to like that's where we end up having fun and enjoying around and i think for you guys i mean typically i don't think most like you would have thought to hang out with a 21 22 year old yeah. but i think it's just a matter of like where our perspectives and where our mindsets are at, at this point which i'm glad to be able to so before I go, I usually let the guests um, kind of advertise themselves in a sense. So if you have any social platforms you want to let everybody know, <laughs> let them know now. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't Zach go. I don't really social, media. social media. Yeah, it's too stressful anymore. for me. So <laughs> I kind of negated. So um, yeah, just come check out CrossFit Nova if you're anywhere local. Yeah, yeah. Nova, yeah. CrossFit Nova has an Instagram. Um, we have a Facebook. So go check, check out, out Kate though. She's got a lot of social um, media stuff. Yeah, I've been working on trying to promote that a little bit more. Um, I actually just. Literally yesterday, went and did a photo shoot with a photographer to have more content for mm -hmm. my page so that I can work on doing better with that. Um, but it's just my name. So, Caitlin O'Leary, C-A-I-T-L-Y-N-O-L-E-A-R-Y, um, is where you could find me on Instagram. Um, pretty sure it's the same. I also have a Twitter. I don't really use it very often, but I have a Twitter. Um, I've thought about doing a YouTube content channel and I haven't uh, maybe in the future I will dabble into that but primarily just use Instagram 
Yeah, that's where you find It's good to hear. It's good to hear. And she has all her workout stuff on there. Yeah. Like you said, you're going to be taking more pictures on mm-hmm. there and stuff too. So yep, yep. There's a lot get, on there. Hey, get as much people to her page following, paying attention, because you'll see her on TV pretty damn soon, right? <laughs> that's I have, the goal. I, and it's, it's a pleasure to have had this episode with you and with Zach. Um, yes, thank you thank so you much. For ha- we thank so you for being on my show. Yeah. Um, I love you both. We love and you, I, man. I appreciate y'all uh, welcoming welcoming me to this mm-hmm. gym the way you did. Way we you need have. you here too. And we uh, need you here. yeah, and I'm definitely trying to make sure I work out with y'all as much as I can because mm-hmm. I kind of been working uh, a lot to where my schedule is no, not allowing res- me to be here. We more, respect that. We know. We know you got lives. We, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. lives too, and that's okay. But we still, at the end of the day, we come together and we get a good workout in. Yeah, absolutely. We did today. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. But um, before I go, let me know. How, can I, how did I make your space safe today? <laughs>